Show, Doggone Good Sports, brought to you by Trojan Media in partnership with the Hampshire Review. Now here's your host. With my loyal companion at my feet, I am joined today by Hampshire High School Athletic Director Trey Stewart. Trey, thanks for joining me today. Nick, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let's get started. We're going to talk about three different topics today. The first one is going to be the new classifications in basketball. The second one is going to be the changes on the football schedule. And the third one we're going to wrap up with is the turf project. But last night, the news broke that Hampshire is going to be in Region 1, Section 2, in terms of the new classifications in basketball. On the boys' side, Section 2 includes Hampshire, Kaiser, Berkeley Springs, Elkins. Section 1 is Weir, Wheeling Central, Trinity, and Oak Glen. On the girls' side... It is the same in Section 2, Hampshire, Kaiser, Berkeley Springs, Elkins. Section 1, Weir, Wheeling Central, Grafton, and Oak Glen. Just first off, looking at those teams, tell me your impressions of the new region. Well, Nick, you know, when these, when these came out, you know, I was looking over the, the list and starting to visualize what our schedule is going to look like and, and what our uh, opportunities are going to look like, and I, I think I'm – I'm for one, and I'm speaking for my coaches as well, who I've had I've had conversation with. You know, uh, first initial thoughts. Uh, you know, we're optimistic. You know, we're looking at our sectional slash regional opponents, and we're no longer looking at uh, you know the Musselmans, the Martinsburgs, the Spring Mills, the Jeffersons, and you know, et cetera, going down the list through the through the Eastern Panhandle. You know, who consistently have 500 to more students than Hampshire High School in, in our in our enrollment. Excellent. So uh, that alone, I think, excites us uh, as we look into the postseason. I think that's a great point. Um, my initial thoughts were I really like the region in terms of a competitive balance. Right. I think the glaring issue, if you look at our region, is the driving distance. Sure. Some of these schools are three and a half hours away. So one of the things that you talked about was trying to schedule – some of these teams for next year. When do you start scheduling in terms of basketball? Well, in terms of every sport, um, we, as an athletic director, you know, group, we get together at the f- completion of the season. So we normally schedule about one year in advance. Okay. Except for football, sometimes that's multiple years, of course. Um, so as soon as basketball is wrapping up, you know, in the month of March, uh, I assume that I will be meeting with the Eastern Panhandle folks as well as our, our, our new group that you uh, already read li- the list for. So sometime in March, you know, we'll, we'll start to get some ideas on paper, and uh, obviously that has time to, to fluctuate as far as when we're playing, who we're playing, and how we're going to play them. You know, you mentioned the, the Northern Panhandle teams. You know, that's going to add time on the road for Hampshire. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, first initial thought, and we talked about this before, is maybe holding – a mixer uh, of some type of inviting that side of the region to our side, you know, the year one and vice versa for year two. I'm not speaking for any other team on that list. I'm simply speaking for Hampshire High School and how I'm beginning to visualize the logistics of travel here. So 
I'd have to run that past you know all the schools that we're going to be playing. Do you think travel was taken into consideration when they created these new regions? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> when they when they sent this email to the athletic directors and the principals throughout the state, you know, they said they they classified the the sections and regions due to the geographical uh, distance. Now, what comes into play is. Um, you're looking at us and you're saying, well, Weir is in our region. You know, they're all in Northern Panhandle, but it's, it's to me, it, you know, they're, they're up against the wall themselves of having to formulate these new sections, new regions, and still keep the classifications of four, three, two, one in mind. So what they're doing at the SSAC level is, is not easy. You right. know, I, I think, and they, they've said this themselves, it's a trial and error two period or a two year period. So they understand what they have uh, now published to the public, you know, is not necessarily the uh, cut in stone what it's going to be forever. It, it's simply a trial and error. And I, what I, what I see is, you know, I think it's going. It's, I think it's a step in the right direction. You okay. know, I, I'm not certain this is the right thing for everybody in the state, um, but I do think what they're what they wanted originally was competitive balance. Right. And I think this is a step in that right direction. So we'll just have to actually go out and, and play the games and, and make the travel arrangements and see what happens from that point and, uh, and go from there. So currently we have rivalries with Washington and Jefferson, and we play some other teams in the Eastern Panhandle, including Musselman. Uh, Martinsburg is on the schedule routinely. Do you plan on dropping all of those in favor of trying to schedule some of these new teams in the region? There's going to be a shakeup, no doubt, in our in our scheduling, um, as far as folks being dropped, folks being added. But at the same time, there is uh, a certain level of um, competitive nature that we're not necessarily going to drop and walk away from from those Eastern Panhandle schools. You know, we have a great relationship with most of those guys, and uh, you know, when we can look at an hour's drive and we can have some of those games on our schedule, you know, we're still welcoming that thought. So it's not like we are going to be a, a collaboration of, of, of meetings and thoughts and trying to, to spit out whatever 22-game schedule makes the most sense for Hampshire High School. One of the anomalies, if you look at the sections and the difference between the boys and the girls, is that Trinity is included in Section 1 on the boys' side, and they're in AAA. On the girls' side, Trinity is in AA. In the girls' AAA, Grafton is included. Can you just shed any light on the thought process behind how Grafton is included on the girls' side but not the boys, or why Trinity is thrown in on the boys' side and, and not the girls, or any kind of clarification or explanation on that? Well, I can only speak on the possibilities that school have that schools have, and, and that is if you are currently a 2A school in a 4A system, you have the ability of playing up to 3A. 3A has the ability of playing up to 4A. So these schools were initially scheduled to be in a classification below, but they chose to play up against the higher classification uh, bracket. So um, in every every gender, every school has their own, each individual opportunity of doing so. So to, to speak on Trinity and, uh, and I forget what you were Grafton. Grafton. Um, you know, I haven't spoke with those athletic directors yet, um, but just assuming they they felt their boys were able to play up and uh, and go from there. So, 
Trinity only has, in terms of enrollment on the numbers that I saw, about 382, right. which I thought was uh, you know, going to be a challenge for them to compete with some of the schools that are within this region. Sure. Now, that might be beneficial for us in the long run. However, um, I just thought it was also kind of weird that Grafton would be excluded on the boys' side as well. So the fact that Grafton is in two different uh, regions altogether, whether it be boys and girls, it just didn't seem like there was any cohesion on that. And I was just wanted some of uh, uh, an explanation on your thoughts there. Sure. Um, let's look at going forward um, the football schedule. It has been released. It's been published. You have finalized it. Just going through briefly, there's two major changes on the schedule. First one being Musselman and the second one being Albert Gallatin those two schools have been removed. Just give me your thoughts on why you decided to remove these teams from the schedule. Um, a lot like basketball, like the uh, SSAC was trying to do with their basketball uh, classifications, and you talk about competitive balance. And with Hampshire football, you know, we're, we're seeking that same thing. We're seeking a com competitive balance while maintaining a AAA schedule. And for those listening who's not sure what a AAA schedule is, uh, you have to maintain at least six schools on your 10-team ten ten roster that would classify as a West Virginia AAA opponent. So uh, with that said, um, we are building a program. We are building culture. We are building an off-season uh, weightlifting program. I mean, we are starting essentially ground up, and uh, I'm not saying we're going to step in and win seven of these games next year. I'm not going to say we're going to lose 70 games next year. I'm simply looking at the schedule and looking at history of schools, talking to, to different opponents of these, of these new opponents, and felt and after um, talks and meetings and phone conversations with Coach Rule, we felt like these two schools um, were appropriate for Hampshire High School at this point in time. Okay. Let me expand upon one of them here. And sure. I was probably one of your biggest critics in terms of immediately after the Albert Gallatin situation occurred, um, it, that ugly, unfortunate incident to end the game early. And I was preaching that you should remove them from the schedule on that incident alone. Um, shortly after that, there was a discussion in front of the Board of Education, and both you and Coach Rule stated, hey, we're, they're going to remain on the schedule. Just can you tell me what in your mind changed between now and then? Well, I wanted to, to clarify uh, the, the Board of Ed meeting when Coach Rule and I uh, appeared. You know, we were kind of um, unaware that this is even going to be a, a, a topic of discussion at this meeting until we happened to say somebody stopped me in the school and said, hey, I saw the football schedules on tonight's board meeting. I had no <laughs> no, no heads up about what this uh, actually entailed. So Coach Rule and I went and and uh, and spoke on the matter, and uh, we wanted to 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 clarify that what happened at Albert Gallatin was unfortunate. Absolutely, on both sides. Um, all procedures were followed. Every, we, everybody was deemed to be safe after the game. Um, after many phone calls with Albert Gallatin, you know, visits from Albert Gallatin personnel to Hampshire High School's campus, uh, a lot of back and forth, um, we were able to come to a compromise and, and mutually agree to void the contract. Yep. 
And um, and again, it, that, going to that decision, you know how we landed on that decision. We we started talking about the what ifs when when they traveled to Romney, and what if this happens or that happens on the field in the in the parking lot in the locker rooms, you know. You never know. You, you can do your best to uh, be proactive and control the environment, control a situation, but you can't be everywhere all the time. So with that, and uh, I mean, the scoreboard spoke for itself that night as well. Yes. And we also fall back to what I've already touched on is competitive balance. And uh, between those two, for those two reasons, you know, uh, we have moved on from Albert Gallatin. Well, I was your biggest critic during that time period. I'm also going to be your biggest supporter in the sense that you recognized that something needed to be changed and change was made. So that change being we switched out Muscleman for Hedgesville. Muscleman is routinely a playoff team and competing uh, at least in the top four in the state. Hedgesville is more at our level in terms of competitive balance. I believe they won one game last year, which that means we'll have an opportunity to play on an even playing field with a team like Hedgesville. The school that you scheduled um, in place of Albert Gallatin is Parkview High School out of Loudoun County. Um, why did you think that was a good fit for the uh, Hampshire football squad in 2020? Well, um, as you know, Nick, and uh, many of other Hampshire County folks know, before I came back to Hampshire High School as the, as the athletic director, you know, I spent several years in, in Loudoun County and Fairfax County as a teacher slash coach. So I'm familiar with, with Parkview. I'm familiar with their football program. And um, from my experience in Loudoun County and, and knowing the history of Parkview football and now coming back to Hampshire these last four years, I do feel like um, when you speak on a competitive balance and both programs, I feel like we are, we're very similar. So... Um, for that reason, and, and after, uh, again, lo- lots of talks with Jason, their athletic director, um, and we had a, a mutual opponent last year in Washington High School, and uh, the outcomes were, were very, very similar. So, um, and talking about distance of travel, it's roughly the same amount of time on the road from Hampshire to Parkview, even though we're hosting them this coming year, but the following year we'll be there, as it was to Hampshire to Albert Gallatin. So very, very similar travel time. I did a little homework on Parkview. Uh, they went 0-10 last season. Um, in fact, their last win was on December 16th of 2016. So uh, they have about 1,500 kids in terms of enrollment at their high school. The only concern that I have, and I hope you could shed some light on, was in 2018 they decided to cancel their season. Do you see anything like that being a risk factor going into 2020 and then beyond? That was my second question to Jason, their, their athletic director. I said, first off, you know, Jason, uh, this is what I'm thinking. He agreed that it, it could be a good fit. Next question was, I need some assurance from you that we're going to have a team uh, to play. Yeah. And we're not going to be uh, blindsided with, with a, a nine-team schedule. And uh, after him walking through me, uh, walking through his roster numbers last year and projections this year, and a number of graduating seniors he had, and um, incoming freshmen, it, it was clear to see you know him rattle off fifty to sixty participants, which is actually currently more than what Hampshire High School has. So, um, for that reason, you know he he helped me uh, feel confident in that he's able to go on 
able going to uh, he's going to be able to field a, a varsity football team. Sounds good. And now a break and a word from our sponsors from the Bank of Romney. It's time to give yourself some credit. A home equity line of credit. The Bank of Romney has great rates on home equity line of credit loans to help you with those home improvement projects. So go ahead and take advantage of their great rates and get the kitchen makeover or bathroom remodel you've been wanting. Stop by one of their seven locations or visit them online at bankofromney.net. You're always someone special at the Bank of Romney. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Now back to the Nick and Nittany Show. All right, Trey, let's look at the turf project. Currently, we are at 909 units sold. We are nearing the finish line in terms of fundraising. When do you want to get shovels in the ground and start this construction project? Um, Nick, I want to get shovels in the ground, moving dirt as soon as possible. Uh, and, and we do believe, and I say we as in the uh, ACH committee that's been formed, um, we do believe we're going to be able to get there um, relatively soon. We, we have a couple irons in the fire that, that seem to be progressing and picking up a little bit more traction. So um, I can't speak on that yet because they're not finalized, but I, I can say we're, we're very optimistic uh, for these next couple weeks and, and what could be and, and help us uh, achieve that 1,000-unit threshold. So once you hit the 1,000 units, do you already have contractors and subcontractors lined up, ready to go to get this project moving as soon as possible? Yes, we already have a contract drafted uh, from Sprint Turf. It's simply awaiting our signature. So everything's outlined within that contract. Um, so now the ball is in our court, and our court is in Hampshire County. You know, it's it's up to us to, to close this out and uh, bring this dream to, uh, to reality. So one of the things that people want to know is how long the construction process will take. And while people might ask for a specific number of days, I'll give you a time range. What do you think in terms of how long will it take to get this construction completed from start to finish? Well, Nick, when, when you're talking about from start to finish, um, the first uh, time frame that Sprint Turf has communicated with us is between 100 to 120 days. Now, um, I feel it's important to to uh, emphasize uh, graduation date, and you know that's at the May 29th date. And I have communicated this date to Sprint Turf time and time again, and they understand the significance of this date for Hampshire County and Hampshire High School and in the 2020 graduates. And uh, it's one that's not taken lightly. And they have given me uh, assurance and reassurance time and time again that when graduation comes, you know, if we're able to start moving dirt by early weeks of March, what our facility will look like is a complete brand new turf field outlined by a new asphalt-based track and after graduation, and during the summer months, they'll come back in and spray the structural rubber spray and stripe our track, and then we're complete. All right, let me play devil's advocate here. Sure. Let's say the 1,000th unit doesn't get raised until the middle of March, which means it push construction back to the middle of April. Are you really going to sacrifice one of a $1.6 million project on a two-hour ceremony for graduation? Yeah, if, 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 if we are pushed off that late, Chances are construction happens during summertime. 
So if it happens during the summertime, which is also meaning that graduation will take place with the natural grass out there Mm -hmm. on the field. But in the past, graduation has taken place inside the gymnasium, for example, like last year. Sure. Can't we just say that this might be one of the years where, hey, folks, we're sorry. We just got to – you just got to eat it for the for the good of the county. You are putting me in the corner here, aren't you? Yes, I am. No, no, sir. We we are we are students first. We are athletes second. And you know, this is our. I'm speaking graduation now. This is our biggest celebration of the year, and that's coming from an athletic director. Right. You know, this this tops sectionals. This tops regionals. This is our this is our celebration of our kids' academic success. And with that said, you know, that's going to be paramount to, to, to if you're talking about priority. Okay. Here's my follow-up question to sure. that. If you don't get started until June 1st and it takes, we'll just throw a number out there, 120 days, don't you risk the possibility of missing part of the soccer season, the football season in the fall? You know, if you're talking moving dirt June 1st, um, the, the possibility is is there. However, you know, with summer, you can usually account for better weather. Okay. So with that said, you know, 120 days tends to be worst-case scenario. Springtime, it, it rains, it snows, it, it whatever. It, it stops you for X amount of, you know, X amount of days for, from your construction process. So uh, during the summertime, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful and very confident in saying that we will be on the lower side of that 100 to 120 days, maybe even down to the, the, the double digits there. Here's what worries me. Sure. If we don't get the funding raised in time within the next month and a half, mm-hmm. then you do have to push off the construction. If anything goes wrong in that construction process, then it might put us at risk of losing the fall season. Is there any way that the construction would be delayed until almost the end of the football season and start in November? Um, you know, I tend to be an optimist and I, and I, 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 uh, I tend to operate that way, even though, you know, I, I do want to check every what if and, and, uh, every chance for what could go wrong, can go wrong. And, but, um, the, the, to answer your question, the, the possibility is there you know, that, that's once that, if that is the way this project goes to construction, that opens up more communication for me in Sprint Turf. Yes. You know, I'm going to have to have, all right, now we were hoping for spring, spring construction. Didn't happen. Summer construction. Talk to me about what can you give me assurance on? What, what, what is your, you know, hopeful construction and completion date? What is your hard, hard stop? Um, so, um, I probably can't answer that today because, again, um, and I'm speaking to everybody in Hampshire County and everybody listening to wherever you're listening from, we're going to close this out and we are going to be moving to construction here in the next couple of weeks. As you know, I'm a strong proponent of the project. Right. Um, being a donor myself, I want to see this get done as soon as possible. Um, I'm just worried that if construction gets delayed, that it might be delayed a year. Sure. So, I know you are an optimist. Sometimes I have to play the role of devil's advocate and the pessimist, so I appreciate your transparency on that. Um, Final question, just looking at the construction dates and the project. Is there any um, flexibility in terms of the scheduling of the girls' soccer, boys' soccer, football? 
um, for the fall if the project was delayed in any way, shape, or form. Yes, and this has happened to a few schools in the past of, you know, under certain circumstances and considering if, if this were to be the case, you know, I would hope to have the understanding of visiting schools coming to play us that saying, hey, this is what's happening. Can we flip-flop our, our homes in a ways or, you know, modify our schedule to accommodate these last X amount of days till we have a complete stadium to play on? Right, because I was looking at our first home game for football being Frankfurt on sure. September the uh, 4th, and that'd be, right. you know, a school that we're familiar with, and I think they'd be willing to flip-flop with us yeah. if that need be happen. Yeah, uh, our relationship with Frankfurt is strong. It's, it's positive, and, you know, if I were to call up Jay, he, he would have no problem. Is there anything else you'd like to mention about the turf project at this time? No, guys. You know, I, I appreciate everybody's um, support. I appreciate everybody's willingness to jump in and make this dream a, a reality. You know, this is our opportunity to say, why not Hampshire? Why not us? You know, we travel around. We see these facilities all the time. This is our turn to stand up and say, it's our turn. And to do it on zero county Board of Education dollars is, is unheard of. You know, I'm speaking to other schools and I'm, and I'm going around to uh, different meetings. And, you know, what we're doing here is, is being passed throughout the state. And <clears throat> after talking to many schools, you know, they wanted to use this as a model for something that they can roll out to, to their school system. So that, that's a pat on the back for Hampshire County. And um, we're, we're making history. So if you're not, um, if you haven't joined the push yet, I encourage you to do so. You can do so by uh, visiting any bank of Romney for a hard copy form, stop by Hampshire High School, or hit the online electronic form on our Facebook page. You have done a wonderful job of getting the message out to everyone in the county. Um, I think your efforts, your hard work, and your commitment to this project is is creative it's unique um and you have an energy and an excitement about you to get this rolling out and i just want to applaud your efforts on that and with that i want to thank you for your time today thank you for answering a couple tough questions that i had for you but uh i really appreciate you taking some time and sitting down with me today sure thank you nick thanks for listening to the nick and nittany show tune in next time for some more doggone good sports